You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Now in the next three weeks, God has given each and every one of us a mission. Have you ever noticed a person without a mission is always bored? If you wake up without any mission in life, what happens? The day seems too long. The same, uh, you know, it's always like, it's always like, what else should I do? Nothing else. Because we don't have a mission. Matthew 4.19 was a verse that shows to us when Jesus first encountered the disciples, something happened. He looked at Peter and he told Peter, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. First encounter, first day, they met Jesus. Ang una nang sinabi ni Lord sa kanila is, Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus wanted to give His people a mission in life. All of us in this room, we have a mission far greater than ourselves. A mission that is directly connected in us advancing the kingdom of God. Whether you're in working as a church or outside with the church, you have a part to play with the mission that God has given you so that more and more people would get to know Jesus. And that's why in victory, we would always say, we exist only for two things, to honor God and to make disciples. That's how important the mission of God is. Even for me and my wife and our family, we've always reminded ourselves, we're not here just to enjoy the blessings of God. We're here for a mission. There's always a mission that God has called us to do so that we can continue to bless others and spread the love of Jesus to everyone. Now, here's the problem. A lot of Christians today, though they attend church, they really haven't had encounter the Lord. Wala pa silang encounter kay Lord. And that's why when asked for the hope and the reason that they have, they couldn't really answer. All they could say is, uh, you know, I attend church. And there's nothing else. There's no content in it. And therefore, they are not able to fulfill the mission because they're not healthy in their faith. You see, we can't give what we don't have. Ang hirap magbigay ng isang bagay na hindi natin experience. Right? And we can't pass what we don't understand. And if asked today what the gospel is, ano ba yung message na binigay sa atin ni Lord? That God commands us to go and spread throughout. What's that message? For some people, when they would say, gospel yan, yung gospel. And, and you ask an uh, average person, what is the gospel? The common answer will be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, those are the books of the gospel. Pero anong laman ng gospel? What is in the gospel? And so when Jesus encountered the disciples, ano lagi niya, anong sinabi niya? Come, follow me. Because as you follow Jesus, He was inviting the disciples to see and observe and hear and understand who He is and His very message. Ano ba yung pinaka-heart ng gospel? Pag sinabi natin gospel, pag sinabi natin Bible, yung puso ng Bible, what is in the very heart of the message of Christianity? And this is what we want to look at today. We want everybody in this room to understand the very message that God has entrusted to us para maikalat natin sa iba. But if we don't understand, there's no way we can give this to others. And we're going to look at one verse today that is so full. It, it's in Acts 2, verse 36. 
This was Peter's preaching to the Israelites. And here's what he said. Sabi niya doon, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Very simple message. Sabi niya, Israelites, know for certain. Okay, I made it really big because I want to drive home a point here. Sabi ni Peter, dapat know for certain. What do you say, what do you mean when you say know for certain? Nung sinabi ni Peter, know for certain, ibig sabihin sa Tagalog, sure na sure. Okay? S-Y-U-R. Okay? Sure na sure ka. There's no room for doubt. You have to be sure of this Jesus, whoever this Jesus is that we worship, you are sure who this Christ really is. Because if we're not sure about this, we cannot continue on with the mission because we don't understand who Christ is. Walang room for any doubts. Peter said, know for certain that this Jesus. Who is Jesus? Now there's three categories where Jesus could fall in our culture today. Number one, they would say Jesus is a liar. You know, Jesus made a lot of statements in the New Testament that were, that were very controversial. One of those that almost got him killed was this statement, Before Abraham, I was. Bago pa nanganak si Abraham, nandun na ako. And so when they heard this, the Pharisees heard this, kumuha ng mga bato. And we, they wanted to stone Jesus. Why? Because your statement, ang yabang mo. You're, you live now here in the New Testament and you're saying before Abraham, you were born? Kapal mo. How can you be born? Ang tanda mo na ngayon, 1,000 years old ka na, 2,000 years old ka na. Actually, mga 3,000, 4,000 years old ka na. How could you even say that? And they wanted to kill Jesus. When Jesus said, I will destroy the temple and on, on three days, I will build it again. Ay, yung mga tao na naman. Ito na naman siya. Because in their mind, maybe this guy is a liar. And they would even make some fake news about him. Okay, kaya yan, nakakakas out ng demon. Kasi father of demons yan. They couldn't understand. They thought that Jesus was a liar. And so many people would say today, Oh, Jesus, he's a great teacher. Some religions would say that Jesus is a great teacher. Another big cult would say Jesus is actually the brother of Satan. And their father is God the Father. Millions would believe this. Some people actually say, I am Jesus. You see, there's a lot of statements today because people are not certain. And millions would believe false teaching because they're not sure about this Jesus whom they worship. Some say that Jesus is a liar. Some say he's a lunatic. May sira. May tama. To say, I am the Son of God. Imagine nyo today, pag ngayon dumating si Lord, nagpipreach ako, biglang may tumayong lalaki, haba ng buhok. Tapos sabi niya, ako si Jesus. I am the appointed Son of God. Anong sasabihin mo? Tumayo ngayon. Lahat kayo titigin, di ba? Parang, oh, oh, hmm. Medyo may tama. Asher, patanggal. Di ba? Anong nangyari dito? Di ba? Tapos sumisigaw siya, di ba? Tapos nagbibigay siya ng tinapay, dumadami. Ano to? Right? Why? You think, oh, maybe that guy is a lunatic. And a lot of people think 
that Jesus at that time was a lunatic. May siira ulo niyan. He's saying he's the son of God. Or he could actually be Lord. And Peter was saying to the house of Israel, know for certain that this Jesus is Lord. That this Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Messiah. I am sure of this. We will not go to great lengths of persecution and people trying to kill us and being crucified if this is not true. I will die for this truth. Know for certain that this Jesus, and then it says there, know for certain that this Jesus, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. God made Jesus, this Jesus. Bakit kailangan ipadala ni God the Father, si Jesus, here on earth? Because there was a big problem. Ano, what's the biggest problem that we're facing today? Not traffic, okay? Sin is the biggest problem for the, for, since man existed. Sin. And the only one who can pay the penalty of our sin is somebody who is sinless. So God made this Jesus. He needed to make a way para tayo maligtas sa kasalanan natin. Here's how you illustrate it. Some people kasi, they think, I can save myself. Kaya kong bayaran ang kasalanan ko. And that's why we try to be religious. And we try to do a lot of good things. Here's the problem with people who think that way. May kilala ba kayong taong baon sa utang? In short, swimming in debt. Nax. Okay? Or baon sa utang. Lunch. Debt. Okay? So, na baon sa utang. Di ba ang taong baon sa utang, dahil ang isip niya, I can really pay this off. Anong gagawin niya? Gagawa siya ng paraan hanggang di niya mabayaran, lumalaki utang niya to the point of desperation. Anong gagawin niya? Uutang siya para bayaran yung utang niya. What happens now? He ends up with more debt. Utang. Lalong lumaki utang. Dahil lumaki utang, lalong di niya mabayaran, uutang siya para bayaran ng utang niya. Ano nangyari? Lalaki na naman ng utang at paulit ng ulit, utang na loob, tama na. Bakit? Kasi baon ka na, nalulunod ka na sa sarili mong problema because you cannot do it. And it's the same way with Christians. If we think we can save ourselves by doing good, ay pag nag-church ako, mababawasan kasalanan ko. If I go and help somebody, God will forgive me of my sin. But the problem is, you can never pay the debt of your sin because you're swimming in sin. And only somebody who is sinless can come to save us from our sin. God made this Jesus. That's the meaning of this phrase. He needed somebody to save us from our sin. Somebody who is sinless. And then he says, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified. You know what I love about Jesus? Although He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, sobrang humble. If you would look at Scripture, every time we talk about the death of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus, it's always like this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified. Simple lang. Wala masyadong detalye. God made this Jesus whom you crucified. What happened during the crucifixion? Now, what I'll be telling you now is based on historical literature and narratives. Ibig sabihin, wala sa Bible, dahil sa Bible, every time when it talks about Jesus and He died. 
And he was crucified. And they wanted to kill him. He will suffer many things. But they never get into the detail. Maybe for Jesus, it was like, you don't need to get into the details. Just get the very heart of what I did for my people. In Matthew 16, verse 21, it says, From that time, Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be what? And be killed. And on the third day, be raised. Sipin mo, no? Tatlong word. And be killed. But if you look at history, grabe yung nangyari sa kanya sa crucifixion. Before being crucified, here's what happened. If a person is going to be crucified, not just Jesus, but even criminals, rapists, and murderers, they go through what we call a whipping. And the Roman soldiers would use a whip-like flagrum with metal balls on the end and sharp objects like mirrors and different sharp objects. Bakit may metal ball? The metal ball is to tenderize the flesh of the murderer. So they would hit using that whip with a metal ball to tenderize the flesh so that when the, when the glasses would come into the flesh, it would actually go penetrate inside because it is already tenderized. Alam yung ginagamit sa porchap, di ba yung ginaganon? That's the same concept behind this. The metal balls. And so, a lot of people, according to historians, died with this punishment. Hindi na na-crucify. Dito palang patay na. And if you look at the Passion of Christ, this is the picture from the Passion of Christ, that movie is actually the most accurate depiction of what happened in that darkest day of Jesus. Ibig sabihin, yung, nakita nyo yung hindi na makilala si Lord, tapos yung skin, naka ano na, hanging, okay, floating dapat, hanging, alright? Yung tayong dugo-dugo, that's the picture of what really happened to Jesus. 49, uh, 48 whips, 49 minus 1. Isipin mo, with the metal ball in the glass, 49 times. Tinde, no? And then, after that, he walks the road of Via Dolorosa, carrying the cross. And that cross is a heavy cross if you tried the one in BGC during Holy Week. Okay? The heaviest in BGC, kung trinay nyo yun, sa station number 4 or 5 atayon, pag binuhat mo yun, yung pinakamabigat is two times lighter than the original. It's not even the same exact weight. I tried the lightest one. There's three crosses. Eh. I tried the lightest one. Ang sakit dito. Mabigat talaga. I did not try another third one kasi Tommy's looking, baka I might look bad. Okay. Because it was really heavy when I tried the lightest. Okay, I think I'll just settle with this light one. Imagine, that's around five, six times lighter than the original cross. It was a heavy one. In fact, as a carpenter, he could have carried it, but his body was failing him that Simon of Serene helped him going up. He cannot carry the cross to Calvary. Now, the Roman soldiers were very barbaric people, if you understand. Sobrang salbahin ng mga Roman soldiers. Why? They were in charge. Wala naman yung tulad ngayon na mabilis ma-offend ang mga tao. Dati, barbaric lahat. But even the barbaric soldiers, right? when people were being nailed at the cross, it was entertainment for a lot of town people at the time. Punong-puno yan pag crucify ka. But then the pain was so intense, there wasn't any word for it that they created a Greek word for that pain. And that Greek word is the English word excruciating. It's really extremely painful. 
Dahil walang pangalan, walang word sa dictionary, let's create one and let's call it excruciating, which means from the cross. That was how intense it was. And the most barbaric soldiers in the world that time, the Roman soldiers, when a woman is being nailed on the cross, they would make the woman face backwards because they cannot dare look at a woman's face when she is suffering at the cross. Nalala niyo si Jesus sa Garden of Gethsemane, praying, Lord, take this cup away from me. Sa Tagalog, Lord, sana hindi matuloy. But not my will, but your will be done. And then the Bible says, His sweat was dripping like blood. According to medical studies, that is the highest form of stress level a person could ever experience. I don't know if you've ever experienced it. I've never experienced having my sweat like drop of blood. Kahit kano kainit, pa, butil-butil ang, di ba, ang pawis natin. Pero hindi siya yung sweat na talagang tumutulo lang. Because he was so stressed of the pain of what will happen at the cross. And at the cross, most die due to asphyxiation. What that means is that expanded yung lungs mo. Di ba, they nail you at the very nerve centers. Here and here. Yan yung mga pinakamasakit na, na points ng nerve. And they nail you there, and they don't use sterilized nails, like the one that's being used in Holy Week. Dito pwede ka mamatay, hindi dahil sa crucifixion, kundi sa tetano. Ganun siya katindi. Now, some people fight their way to survival. So how do you do that? To not die of asphyxiation, you need to go up and down, up and down, or else your lungs is expanded. Jesus, knowing this, most likely, since it's Jesus, made sure he'll die fast. Less than an hour, he actually died. Some people would survive two to three days at the cross. Kala mo patay na biglang gaganon ulit. Kasi lumalaban sila. Jesus, after saying the seven last words, committed his spirit unto the Lord and did not fight because it was really, really painful. Now, here's the most amazing thing about the cross. The cross, the crucifixion, was a symbol of death. The cross was a symbol of terror. According to Roman philosopher Cicero, it was the most wretched of death. Ibig sabihin, kung mamamatay ka lang, please, wag yan. Last option. It's not even in the option. You don't want to die by crucifixion. Historian Josephus said, it is the word cross and crucifixion was not meant for the decent ears of people. Wag mong sasabihin para ka nagmumura pag sinabi mo yung cross. Imagine, Ngayon, di ba, kinakanta natin, the cross, sinusuot mo cross, right? But before, it was a symbol of curse, of death, and of terror. But here's the most amazing thing. What was the symbol of terror and death? The early church, the Christians, used it as a symbol of hope. That's why in history, dito po nauso, at dito nagsimula yung sign of the cross. Hindi po si Pope, ng sign of the cross. The sign of the cross was used by the early church to identify themselves as Christians. What that meant was, as you were walking the street, and I saw somebody, I saw Jojo, and I do the sign of the cross, and he goes and he does that. It was like a secret society where you do the sign of the cross. But the very meaning of that is this. We're brothers. And as I do this, this is actually my sign that anytime I can go, we're community. We support one another. 
were persecuted by the Romans. Before, if they knew you were a Christian, it was actually a very political uh, environment. Because the Romans would force people to say, Caesar is Lord. That's why when Peter said, know for certain that God made this Jesus both Lord and Christ, akala ng mga Romans, political statement, lumalaban kayo kay Caesar, ha? Caesar is Lord. But the Christians were saying, no, Jesus is Lord. That's why they put Christians to death. Burn at stake. But why would the Christians allow this? Because they know for certain. I'm sure of this. This is the Jesus that I worship. Patay na kung patay. That's why the church was so influential and powerful. Even though they were small, the influence rapidly grew because the believers really believed in this Jesus whom they worship. Wala pong term na nominal Christian. Christian ka ba? Mm, nominal. It doesn't exist in the dictionary. You either believe or not. Sure ka ba talaga? Or, kasi kung ganun-ganun, wala. Can be. You either believe in this Jesus or not. Because if you believe in this Jesus, that could be your death. Know for certain that this Jesus whom you crucified was made both Lord and Christ. Isipin mo na yung phrase, this Jesus whom you crucified, sobrang laman. Ito pa yung laman niya, Jesus whom you crucified. Kung bakit napaka-importante yung crucifixion. Isaiah 53.5, thousands of years before Jesus was crucified, here's what I, the prophet Isaiah said, Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him, and by His wounds we are healed. What was the prophet saying? One day, a Savior will come and die for all of us. And because of His death, all our sin, all our iniquities, He will take it upon Himself. All sickness, He will take it upon Himself. Because by His wounds, a church, a nation, a group of people will be healed. Grabe, no? Yun yung ibig sabihin sa Acts 36, this Jesus whom you crucified. Yan yung laman nun. Galatians 3.13 One of the verses that has transformed me, it says, Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone or a man who is hung on a tree. Ano sabi sa Bible? When Christ came and died on the cross, this is what happened. Christ redeemed us. Ano ibig sabihin ng redeem? Binayaran niya. Kaya nga yung seven last words niya, it is finished. I paid for it. Redeem us from what? The curse of the law. Ano ibig sabihin ng curse of the law? It means the effect of disobedience to the law. When Adam and Eve ate the watermelon, what happened? They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Why? They were now cursed because of sin. Ano sabi? Adam, you will now toil. Eve, now you will get pregnant and it will hurt. They were cursed. When Christ came, 
Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. In short, wala nang power yung curses sa inyo at yung effect ng kasalanan sa inyo because Christ has come to redeem you. Somebody paid for it. Such a powerful action that was done on the cross. He says, He took our curse, became curse for us. Now, the statement, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Nung nasa cross siya. Makes sense now. Bakit? Kinuha niya lahat ng kasalanan natin. God, who is so holy, couldn't look at His Son because of the sin that He took. And that's why He died. But on the third day, He rose from the grave, overcoming death and overcoming sin because of the power of, Christ, of, of God and the power of the Holy Spirit resurrected Jesus. And this is the Jesus that we worship. He redeemed us from the curse. I forgot to tell you this. This is what happens after the crucifixion. Whether it's Jesus or a criminal, they put the cross down. The soldiers get a stick and, and sweeps the dead body for the dogs and the vulture to eat. And then they get a pail of water. They wash the wood so that it can be used again. They wouldn't dare touch the body because it's a cursed object. Not even a person, it's an object. I cannot touch it or I'll be unclean, I'll be cursed also. That's why let's just use the stick. And most importantly for the Romans, the wood is far more important than the person who died. That is a cursed object. Jesus became cursed for us so that we can be blessed. Grabe yung exchange, no? That happened on the cross. The great exchange that happened on the cross. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord. Lord means master, the one who calls the shot, the boss. When we say, Jesus, you are Lord, what I'm saying is, I'm your servant. When we say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, what you're saying is, Lord, I want to be your servant. God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Savior, the anointed Savior. Because we need saving. We cannot save ourselves. Somebody had to pay the penalty for our sin. Somebody had to redeem us. And who will redeem us? We can't redeem ourselves. Christ redeemed us from the curse. That's why when we look at the cross, I want you to look at two realities. Ano yung reality na makikita natin sa cross? First reality that we see on the cross is that we did that to Jesus. Pag nakita natin yung cross, may taong nakapako doon. Reality number one is, it's my sin that did that to my king. But I want you to look at the other side of the cross because the second reality is this, that Jesus did that to save us. Jesus was nailed on that cross to save me. Here's the thing that a lot of people get confused about when it comes to the cross. Marami sa atin, tinitingnan natin yung cross, nakastak tayo sa point number one. Lord, grabe. Ako ang may kasalanan kung bakit nandyan ka. 
But we don't look at reality number two. So what happens? We now create a culture na kailangan, Lord, dapat, anong, Lord, anong kailangan kong gawin? Lord, ano pang kailangan kong ibigay sa'yo? In all your life, you're trying to perform and you're trying to find a way so that I can be forgiven and loved by God. But again, it's like paying your own debt that you cannot pay. And you keep on doing it and keep on doing it. And you have so many man-made steps so that I could pay because of reality number one. I did that to Jesus. But if you understand reality number two of the cross, Jesus did it to save us. What Jesus was saying is that, my children, stop. You can't earn your way to me. I made the way. I came down on earth to die on the cross for your sin. This is the heart of the gospel. Kaya nga sayang, di ba, pagka naririnig natin sa labas, ayaw mag-church. Bakit? Kasi, dapat gawin ko to, gawin ko to, gawin ko to, bago ako mag... Naku, pag-Christian na ako, naku, masusunog ako dyan. Why? Because they're stuck with reality number one. Dami kong kasalanan eh. Paano ako papatawarin ni Lord? I did that to Jesus. But the very heart of Christianity is this. It's no longer what you do. It's what Christ did for you. Kaya ka nagbabago at binabago ni Lord dahil niligtas ka na niya. You don't do things so that you'll earn God's favor. Christ died for you. That's why you do good works. This is Christianity. This is the reality of the cross. I want you to look at Hebrews 12 too. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Ano sabi sa Bible? When Jesus was nailed to the cross, the Bible says, He endured the pain, the cross. He despised the shame. Why? For the joy that was set before Him. In short, when He was in the cross, there was a joy that was before Him. May nakikita siyang hindi natin nakikita. Imagine mo nung nag, nasa cross siya, sumisigaw yung mga Roman soldiers, pinagtatawanan siya. If you're, if you're the Son of God, save yourself. Tatawanan lahat. Ito yung mga taong sumigaw, crucify Him. Imagine. These were the people that Christ died for. This was the joy that was set before Him. Maybe He was thinking about us, the church that He would save, the people that He would save, enduring the suffering of the whipping and the shame when He was crucified. I hope you understand He was naked because the Romans wanted to shame criminals. Wala pong saplat si Lord noon. His beard was cut off, the ultimate disrespect in Jewish culture, spat upon, despising the shame. Why? He was saying, dying for my people is worth it. The joy that was set before Him. That's us. That is the heart of the gospel. When people heard this, God has made this Jesus 
whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah, the people were cut to the heart. Peter, anong gagawin namin? What should we do? And Peter said this, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When they were cut to the heart, they were saying, Peter, what do we have to do? Now we're certain about this Jesus. What shall we do now? It is us that crucified Him. He says, repent. Repent means you're walking this way. Repentance is a 180 degree turn. And you're saying, I'm walking this way now. Back to the Lord. Just like that prodigal son. Bumabalik. Nagbabalik loob sa Diyos. Repent and be baptized. To be baptized is to publicly declare, Jesus, I am certain now that you are both my Lord and my Messiah. I'm shouting it out to the world and saying, Lord, I'm part of your family. Let me end with this. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. It's not a good advice. It's a good news. That Jesus, that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Instead of us paying for our sin, He paid for our sin. Three days later, He rose from the dead, proving He is the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who repents and believes in Him. Today, we'd like to give you this opportunity to receive this gift. Maybe you're here today and you're invited. I believe this is the greatest gift. More than a chinkitan ticket. More than a photo booth. It's this gift. The gift of the message of the gospel. That you can be saved because of the love of Christ. Not because of what you do for Him. Let that love be the one to transform you. Don't try to transform to be love. Let the love of Christ change and transform you. Can we all bow down our heads and pray? Lord Jesus, thank you. We come to you today and just like Peter, preaching the word 2,000 plus years ago, know for certain that this Jesus whom we crucified because of our sin, was made both Lord and Messiah. Lord, even as we hear this message, I do know it has done something in our hearts. And you're calling us to repentance. You're saying to your people, come back. If you're here today and you're saying, I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, Ako to eh. Ako yung sinasabi dito sa preaching. Trying to save myself. Trying to pay my way so that Christ can love me and save me. Today, I would stop doing that. Today, I receive the love of Christ. Today, I repent of my sin and I say, Jesus, be my boss. Be my master. And Lord, save me. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.